listening to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Tuesday afternoon. We're marking World Hearing Day on our show today. And each year, World Hearing Day is on the 3rd of March. And the theme this year is Don't Let Your Hearing Loss Limit You, which brings us to our great guest today, Mandy Tang, who is a deaf person who certainly hasn't let her hearing loss get in the way. So thank you very much for joining us this afternoon, Mandy. What a pleasure to meet you finally. Yes, nice to meet you too, Noreen. We are also on Facebook Live, Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3. You'll mm. be able to see and hear Mandy there. As well as Kim, uh, we also have a sign interpreter on our Facebook Live. So this way, uh, we can be more inclusive in our programming and mm. uh, more people can, can watch and see this video. So Mandy, um, tell us about your journey. When did you go deaf? Uh, um, I was actually born deaf, but I'm not genetically deaf because uh, my family, um, the whole family is hearing. It's only me, only me is deaf. And uh, it's actually because my mom, um, as told by my mom, I was born earlier, a premature um, baby. So I was born at eight months. And then it was, um, it wasn't really like, Back in the 80s, I was born in the 80s, um, the technology wasn't so advanced that the doctor couldn't diagnose me right away the moment when I was born. So um, it was only later when I was um, close to one year old. And then um, my mom was holding me. I was a baby sleeping in her arms. And then she, she went to the kitchen and wanted to read something up high uh, on the cabinet. And then when she opened the cabinet, uh, something fell off the ground and then making, um, making a like, big noise. Yeah, a big noise. But then I was still sleeping, sound sleep. So then my mom was thinking, is there something wrong with me? And so she started to take me for hearing test. And so that's when the uh, audiologist and doctors diagnosed me with profound hearing loss. I should also mention to our listeners who may not know some of the degrees of hearing loss. So there are Mm. four four degrees. Uh, There's mild, moderate, severe, and profound. Mm. What does it mean to be profoundly deaf then? Okay, profound hearing deafness means uh, if I'm not wearing hearing aid, uh, even the airplane that fly right above your head, um, you don't really hear the sound. I can feel the vibration in the ear, but you're not hearing the noise itself. So that's how severe that uh, hearing loss is. So uh, even when I'm wearing hearing aid, um, it doesn't mean that I can hear 100% like a hearing person does. So um, um, maybe with the hearing aid song, I can hear about 60%. So that's why uh, you can see me uh, when, when I'm talking to you, I may need to read the lips. And sometimes um, when I couldn't hear you, I, I, I can look at the sign interpreter to pick up what you said. I think this is amazing because it requires so much concentration when mm. you're lip reading. You have to be sort of aware of your sign interpreter um, mm. as well. Let's talk about the, the sort of barriers that presents because say you're in a group setting or in a noisier place. H- how does it work? I mean, are you lip reading everybody in, mm. in, in the room uh, in, in, sitting around the table? How does it work? 
Ah, okay. First, are you talking about uh, what kind of environments? Like yes. school or even when, yeah, when I grew up as a kid, when I'm in school, I mean that uh, when I was in school, because I go to a mainstream school in Hong Kong, and so there wasn't any sign language. So I was, and I was the only deaf student in the class. And so, I mean, with the hearing itself, it's already a huge barrier because I couldn't hear well. I couldn't pick up 100%. But then uh, even teachers, when they teach, you know, um, they may not have just a high awareness of, uh, you know, how, how, how to help me understand the class. So what happened is when the teacher, had, when they write on the blackboard, you know, um, I was facing her back. So she was writing on the blackboard and talking at the same time. And I just, I, look, I got lost because I couldn't read her lips. Or sometimes um, if the teacher has me sitting in the back, it's too far away. I couldn't read her lips. And she sometimes she teaches my like to walk around the classroom and talking at the same time and I need to, you know, my eyes like a laser eyes of you know <laughs> stare <laughs> trying to catch the teacher's eyes, uh teacher's mouth so I can watch her lip reading. So these kind of kind of uh, learning barriers. And but sometimes uh, if I interact with my classmates, um, especially in a group, it's hard to pick up the conversation when they're talking at the same time. You know, there's some always like feel like there's one or two second neck when I read from you your lip, and then you talk to Kim, and then Kim answers you. There was a one two second neck behind, um, so it's kind of hard for me to catch up the whole conversation. So sometimes I would feel like I I wasn't involved completely yeah. in the into the conversation. How did you overcome those um, challenges then? Did you explain to your classmates you need to speak slowly or, you know, I think the rule is mm. if they can't, if somebody with hearing loss can't see you, they mm. can't hear you. So don't stand behind them when you're talking. Mm. Talk in front of them so they can read your lips. Mm. Is that the yeah, sort of... Yes, yeah. You always have to talk, make sure you're facing the person who has hearing loss. And just talk normally like you do right now. You don't have to, you know, slow down or ejaculate your mouth. Because um, it's become really, unnatural. Yes, that's yeah. a really good point. Because I think a lot of people think, oh... If he or she can't hear me, mm. then I need to speak slowly and speak really loudly. But that's actually totally wrong. Mm. That distorts the sound. Yeah, it makes the speech unnatural, right? And I mean, um, if you speak next to, to the ear, it doesn't work, obviously, because they rely on the visual. They need to look at your lips. So, yeah. yeah. And sometimes, even in. Um, but I mean, it applies to casual conversation or some on something that on a topic that is that I I I, I know. But you're just talking about something else that I don't know. I might not, you know, I don't have the prior knowledge. I might not be able to to understand um, what you're talking about, even even I'm reading you. Yeah. And so sometimes it helps when you talk about the same topic, but you know, explain it in, in other way, you know. 
yeah. I, I totally understand what you mean. And also, Mandy, we should also say you are multilingual. You, you speak English, you speak Cantonese, you know sign. Mm. Um, growing up, uh, where was that sort of support? Where did that come from? Um, where did you learn to, to, to talk so well, you know, because mm. there are limiting factors when you have hearing loss. Uh, certain frequencies are lost and, and, you know, some of the words we use in English, for example, the consonants, mm. uh, they are lost. Um, so, yeah, it's, how, it's difficult. It's challenging even it's for a hearing person, you know, mm. let alone a, a non-hearing person. Um, yeah. T- tell yeah. us how you learned. Yeah, it's, it's challenging and it's, it takes a lot of hard work. Um, I um, yeah, my mom found me like uh, close to one year old. My mom found out that I'm deaf, and so she took me right away to speech therapist. Even even at one year old, like Can't so, really it was it was early, way early intervention. That is very important. Uh, but then you know, so I've been I've been doing speech training. Since I was small, like uh, once a week, but then my mom trains me every day, and she even sacrificed her work. She quit her work so she could, you know, um, train me in yeah, train me every day. So I really, I really want to thank her too. And then um, in terms of sign language, I actually pick it up quite late. Um, because I've been um, going to mainstream school all my um, through primary to secondary and then through university in Canada. And so I, I didn't know any sign language. But as long as I graduated from university, I came back to Hong Kong and decided to you know, um, get in touch with the deaf community and then just found out that, oh, I need to use sign language. So, so that's that's how I started to learn it. Was it um, was it strange that growing up as a deaf person and not really having any interaction uh, mm. with the deaf community or even sign language? Mm. Um. In Hong Kong, we should also say to our listeners: in Hong Kong, uh, sign language isn't really the the, the mode of. Um, teaching or, or instruction in schools for, mm. for deaf children. Um, there's no sort of support of mm. that in mainstream schools. So in mainstream school, it was just all audio and um, uh, what is it? The word I'm looking for. I'm lost for words. <laughs> um, it's mainly talking. There's mm. no sign language. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why. That's why I think. Um, I mean, today, you know, there's a. Um, sign bilingual program yeah i mean so now right now back in the day there's no not much choices you have to speak you have to pick speech or oppose or the sign language only oppose so that there wasn't many choices but right now i know there's another choice that is a sign bilingual um which means in a mainstream school you could use speech and sign language simultaneously at the same time uh, learning learning in the classroom you know. So I mean, it's it's a great opportunity if you, um, if you learn it, like um, I mean, just because sign language is just a language. For example, if you take it for a baby, like um, you have a child, right? That's right. And your husband learning uh, knowing another language, right? So, so the baby can be bilingual. 
Absolutely. Um, a human baby, bilingual human babies, she might know, she might know Chinese and English, but for a deaf person, they can know speech and sign language and, you know, two, two languages. More than, yeah. more than us, really. Yeah, 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 yeah more than you, like, yeah, more, than, more than, than us, like, um, so deaf person, like for me, I know English, sign, uh, Cantonese, uh, some Mandarin. Whoa. Yeah, and then, and then extra, I know Hong Kong sign language. Yeah. So I know four languages. For our listeners as well, um, I'm not sure how many of 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 us know that sign language is not universal. So there's even within English, there's different sign language, right, Mandy? Yes, yes. Even in English, there's British sign language, there's uh, American sign language, Australian sign language, Auslan, yeah. yeah. So every country has its own sign language. Yeah. yeah. Coming back to some of the, the barriers that you came across, I mean, is Hong Kong an inclusive society? I mean, is how difficult or how easy is it uh, to be a deaf person in Hong Kong? Mm. In Hong Kong? Uh, especially at this time where everyone wearing, wearing masks. Uh, it's it's, it's tricky. difficult. When it's we're... tricky. It's very tricky. I'm... No, I just be honest. Just be honest and tell the person I'm sorry. I'm deaf. I need to live with. But I understand at the situation, me and you don't want to take off the mask. But so why don't we, you know, use pen and paper? Just be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you, and you have to, and you, I'm uh, from that. You, you also have to feel comfortable with your own deafness to be able to be honest. So it's very important because not a lot of people with deafness are comfortable with their own deafness. Yeah. And so it becomes another barrier on top of the barrier that the deafness brings. You know? So yeah. you have to overcome the barrier. You have to first be comfortable uh, with your own deafness to be able to stand out there and stand up for yourself. It yeah. seems so. It seems so innate to really learn sign language. You know, this way everybody can understand. I just wish we were taught sign language at school. Um, <clears throat> when you first came across sign language, it was in Canada. Mm. Um, was it at ASL, American Sign Language, that you learned in Canada? Uh, no, it was actually back in Hong Kong. When I learned Hong Kong sign language. Yeah, um, I took classes, beginner classes, but I found it a more effective way of learning sign language is to interact with deaf people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, I should also say there are over 155,000 deaf people uh, here in Hong Kong. But unfortunately, with only about 50 sign uh, language translators in Hong Kong, so there's actually not a lot of uh, interpreters here in Hong Kong for the deaf community. That's also quite tricky. Um, in terms of uh, an interpreter, how does it work? Do you, I mean, today Kim is with us. Mm. Um, do you have an interpreter if you go out? Mm. Um, um, I... Um, usually, if if it's an important meeting like today, we have an important <laughs> interview. Yes. I don't want to miss anything or misunderstand anything, so I will have my interpreter with me. So, yeah. So, but if it's a uh, casual 
friend gathering, I know I can do fine without interpreter. But that's only my case. It might not be different from other deaf people. So it depends on their needs. But my needs is um, lectures, um, important meetings. I need interpreter with me yeah so yeah what about uh when we're meeting with our deaf friends are there mm. certain locations that we shouldn't go to of mm. course noisy places so that means restaurants are not a good place to really uh, have we, gathered we, we are using we know sign language anyway so um sign language is great because, yes yeah yeah so if you know sign language noisy place doesn't bother you anymore but you need some place that is bright enough to see sign language. I mean, romantic um, restaurant doesn't really work. Candlelight dinners, mm, <laughs> not really. Even though how much we want it, but we want to chat. So we'll pick somewhere that is um, wise enough to see sign language. Yeah. And tables, usually we like a uh, circle table, right? Because we can see each other in the, at the same distance. But if you're, if you're sitting at the long table, one is sitting at the far end, at the two far ends, it's very it's too far to see sign language. And yeah. even side by side, it's, it's difficult, right? So um, we, we pick circle table. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Mandy, you wear hearing aids. Um, mm. Apart from hearing aids, there's also uh, cochlear implants mm. uh, as well. These are the different tools to help people hear better. Mm. You mentioned just now that your hearing aids can help you hear 60 to about 60 mm. percent. Is it limiting? Is it uncomfortable um, with the humid weather or, you know, when it's sweaty or, mm. uh, you know? Mm, I've been wearing hearing aids all my life. <laughs> so I... You're didn't really to. feel uncomfortable, but but if you are talking about the technology, uh, my hearing aid right now is uh, I don't know how to put it in work, but it's more high high end. It's not analog. Yes, hearing aid is uh, digital. Yeah, digital hearing yes. aid. So it makes gosh, the sound, what's the difference? Yeah, it it it, it, it makes a huge difference. It's like wearing. Uh, cheap headphone and uh, what what brand? High end brand headphone. <laughs> so not these RTHK headphones. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it it makes you and then um, with digital hearing aids, they can um, the audiologist can adjust the sound based on your audiogram. Yes. Like if you cannot hear Certain low frequency sounds, they could adjust it so that you can hear low frequency sounds. So that's digital, that's the benefits of uh, using digital hearing aids. Yeah. yeah. Growing up, did you have any role models? Are there a lot of uh, deaf role models around in Hong Kong or around the world that growing up you could um, look up to? I mean, in, in, I mean, there's a lot of deaf role models. I mean, even um, in U.S., there are a lot of deaf people who can be professionals, doctors. Absolutely. Professors. I've um I was working in CUSK uh, as a research um trainee before and then I went to a lot of um uh what is that called? Uh seminars, yeah, workshops. seminars, yes. yeah. I, and then there were a lot of deaf um professors that um came from around the world and it was a eye opening experience. I never thought a deaf person like can be a professor. 
doctors. It's great. Of course, yeah. yes. And Mandy, I'm sure many people watching our Facebook Live feel the same way about you. You are mm. a positive role model mm. uh, for, for many deaf children uh, around Hong Kong who may not actually you know, come across uh, people in the deaf community. This is such a um, wonderful eye-opening experience. Before mm. I let you go, um, do you have any tips for some of our listeners uh, what to do, what not to do if we're hanging out with our uh, friends with hearing loss? You mentioned mm. just now, sit at a round table. That's mm. better. Don't go to uh, well-lit, so no candle-lit. Um, <laughs> what other tips do you have to share? Um, yes, sign language is a language. Don't look at deafness as a disability. Look at it as a possibility for you to learn one more language. Or even more if you know American Sign Language, uh, uh, Chinese Sign Language. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. Don't look at the deafness itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, can you uh, show us some sign language then uh, before, before you go? How do you say uh, yes? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a head nodding. Oh yeah, like like a bowing, like yeah, a like bowing. Yeah. Oh, so you're holding it like thumbs up, and then you just bow your thumbs uh, in the front, as you can see, um, yes. Mandy and Kim showing us. Okay, that's the Hong Kong sign language for thank you. And um, how do you say how are you? How are you? Oh, so uh, this this side you this circle around the, your side, chest. I think this one is body. Yes, body good. Uh, so that means how are you? Oh, body good. Um, in Auslan, how are you? Is like this. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so touching the body similar. and then doing that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So it's interesting for Auslan in Hong Kong sign language. And this is thank you in Auslan. Understand each other. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Have, thank, thank you. you. And this is American, right? American sign language. This is Auslan right? from. Auslan. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, interesting. People can't see me, but I'm also on the Facebook behind <laughs> the camera. Um, so yeah, this is a wonderful uh, experience. Mandy, remind our listeners once again: uh, is there a website uh, for also uh, sign language? Uh, there's also the sign language bilingualism. Can you give us the website and the Facebook page where people can learn more about sign language? Oh yeah. which is uh, um, SLCO Community Resources. People mm. can go to the website slco.org.hk and yeah. people can find out more about uh, sign language here in Hong Kong. Yeah. Meanwhile, Mandy, such a pleasure to meet you and also to Kim for interpreting simultaneously. Um, thank you very much for both your yes, time. and Thank you for having me. Happy World Hearing Day. Thank you very much. Thank you.